0: The new fourteen twenty WBSM presents Ray Lance and the USA Wealth Group alongside Phil Paliologos. Get your finances in order. MoneyWise starts now. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's so nice to be in your company for MoneyWise with Ray Lance. Ray, what a delight to have you know this opportunity to share such goodness each and every Sunday. MoneyWise brought to you by USA.
1: Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good Sunday morning, Phil.
0: Yes, indeedy.
1: And we're broadcasting nice and loudly this morning, aren't we?
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice and loud.
1: <laughs> well, welcome to twenty sixteen, Phil, and ladies and gentlemen.
0: Yes, it is. Oh my goodness. Twenty
1: sixteen. It's gonna take a while to learn how to write twenty sixteen, isn't it?
0: Yes, it is. Thank you for the reminder.
1: And a special welcome this morning to attorney Michael Coleman. Good morning, Mike.
0: Good
2: morning.
1: Thank you for having me. Good morning. Thank you for being here. Ladies and gentlemen, have you made your 2016 New Year's resolutions yet? Mm-hmm. Well, if you haven't, we're going to tell you how to do your 2016 financial resolutions, and Mike's going to give us some ideas on how to do 2016 legal resolutions. And the year starts right now. So Love welcome it. to Money Wise.
0: Yes, indeedy.
1: MoneyWise is brought to you every week by USA Wealth Group. We're located at 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth. And it's our mission to do two very simple things. We want to show you, first of all, how to protect your family, and secondly, how to protect your money. And those should be your primary resolutions. But you know what? Resolutions are really something that we don't like to talk about a lot, Phil, because we really want to talk about setting goals instead. So when we talk about setting goals, we're going to talk about putting things down in writing. Um, Resolutions are made to be broken, aren't they, Mike?
2: (laughs) I guess so. I'm going to keep mine to myself just so no one knows. Good.
1: (laughs) You're smart. I was asking Mike on the way over here if he makes resolutions for New Year's. He said, yes, he does. But I said, all right, we don't want to know what they are. Keep them quiet and keep them to yourself. But do write them down because if you don't write them down, then forget about it. Now, Mike, I know you go to a a particular gym in Dartmouth. What's the name of the gym?
2: I go to Health Tracks. It's on Fonscoiner Road. Great place. And your
1: prediction for the month of January, actually for the first week of January, is what?
2: I think we'll see membership increase by 500%. Five
1: hundred percent, and you'll have to fight for a parking space right, in the gym, exactly, right?
2: Exactly, and treadmills will be full, and the bikes will be full, <laughs> right? But I don't know if that's going to last too long.
1: And everybody's going to try to do it all at once, aren't they? They're going to try to see if they can get all their exercise in the first couple of days, and then they're going to get hurt and They'll injured end up in the hospital.
2: Yep, and they won't come back.
1: And then what happens? What happens, Mike, by the end of January at the gym? <laughs> it's empty. It's empty. <laughs> So don't do this, ladies and gentlemen. If you're going to decide to go to the gym and start a new exercise program, do it slowly, do it gradually, and do it on a very regular basis. That's the only way we can set financial goals, physical goals. But
2: uh, they have a lot of great personal trainers over there, too. Yes. So if you want to ease into it, yep. get in touch with one of those personal trainers that can help.
1: Well, my, my uh, membership there is still active and... One of my goals this year is I want to start going to the gym more often. Sure. I, Deb, I,
0: Deb I, runs a great, great business there. Yes.
1: Yep. I do things at home. So and anyway, investigate health tracks or investigate whatever your local personal gym is. That's a great way to start off the New Year's, especially when we're snowbound and looking forward to more snowstorms coming. Hopefully not. <laughs>
2: Knock on wood.
1: Anyway, I have to start up my first year. Uh, 2016, my first program in 2016, by giving you a few quotations. Um, Someone with the name of Melody Beattie once said, the new year stands before us like a chapter in a book waiting to be written. We can help write that story by setting goals.
0: She's a great author.
1: And that's what our story is going to be about today. We're going to be talking about setting goals, both financial goals and legal goals, because Gosh, so many people are so terribly unprotected, whether it comes to protecting your family. Now, Mike, um, you're in the legal business, and you do estate planning work. Right. And where is your office located?
2: We're on Font's Corner Road, 352 Font's Corner Road, right sort of Kinney cornered to um, the VF factory outlet, so mm-hmm. yeah, Vanity Fair. Um, so we're on the left side just after all the construction on those bridges.
1: Now, Mike, are there people who should have done estate planning that haven't done estate planning, and what are some of the results if people don't do estate planning? I know there are some famous people that sometimes don't do planning. For yeah, I example. think everyone
2: everyone should do estate planning, at least have a will, if not more than that. But yeah, there are plenty of examples of people who are famous that didn't have any estate plan. For example, uh, Sonny Bono, I think we all know, Uh, He passed away in 1998, and he actually did not have a will at all.
1: He was part of uh, Sonny and Cher, right? Right, exactly. Okay, at one time until he got divorced. Mm -hmm. Then he became a congressman, didn't he? He did, yep.
2: And he died in 1998. And as a famous person, as uh, an elected representative, he had no written will at all, no plan in place.
1: And he obviously must have had some money if he had been in the entertainment business. Yeah,
2: he died with a moderate estate. Um, but the point is there was fighting, uh, I think Cher came along and sued for some back alimony and there were some other uh, supposed children that came out of the woodwork. So if he had had a plan in place he might have been able to avoid some of these problems.
1: You know if I remember he had somebody who had a claim that they were actually one of his children uh, and made a claim against his estate, Right. but then that turned out to be false didn't it? They
2: had a DNA test and it showed that uh, the love child was a fraud.
1: But the- But the important message is that um, he had no will, and so he left behind a a mess. I also heard about uh, Heath Ledger. Heath Heath Ledger died very young, um, and uh, he was in the Batman movies, or at least one of them.
2: Right. He played the Dark Knight. Uh, Yeah, he died in 2003. Um, He did have a will, um, but unfortunately, he had the will um, done before he had his daughter. So he left everything to his parents and his sister's and sort of left his daughter out of everything. Um, fortunately, the good thing about this is that everything, everyone was cooperative and ended up taking care of the daughter. So that was a good turnout. It doesn't always end up that yeah. way, but that was nice.
1: So, Mike, it sounds like what you're saying or suggesting is that a lot of famous and wealthy people that we know haven't done the kind of planning they should do. How about average people? Um, is it one of your recommendations, for example, that maybe a... An appropriate resolution should be to get your own estate plan checkup done.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think um, whether you have a will or not, um, there are definitely other documents that you could consider doing as well. Um, powers of attorney, health care proxies, uh, HIPAA authorizations, and living wills. And then we can get into trust as well. It's a little bit more complicated, but that's certainly something to consider.
1: I think we should talk about that a little bit too. You know, I, I do remember that when uh, Jacqueline Onassis died, um, at that time, the office was doing some seminars, and it turned out that she had a will, and her will was filed for probate, and I remember that somebody from the office actually went to the probate court, I think it was in Rhode Island, and got a copy of her will, mm-hmm. and actually showed everybody who was at a seminar that you folks had done his copy of Jacqueline Onassis's will. Right. So. Number one, you ought to have at least a will, I guess.
2: Right. And that's a a public document. Obviously, like you said, it has to be filed with the probate court. So anyone can go in there and see all your assets and who's going to inherit what. So Mm -hmm. uh, if you want to avoid that, one way to do that is to have a trust.
1: But I guess the important point here is that at a minimum, you should think about doing a checkup because a lot of rich and famous people don't do it. Um, Bad things happen, but it also happens for people who aren't rich and famous.
2: Right. I mean, uh, family situations can change. Like in the case of Heath Ledger, he did his will, um, but he didn't update it when he had his daughter. So he didn't take into account the fact that maybe things should be left to her. So mm-hmm. that's a pretty normal thing to have happen and in the real world. Uh, maybe kids aren't getting along with their parents anymore. We had a, I have an elderly client that came in recently who said she's just no longer getting along with her son.
0: And she doesn't get to see her grandchildren at all. Well, with that so in she mind. she wanted to change her whole estate plan. woman so. just last week in Austria had over a million dollars in cash. She did not want to leave it to her family, so she shredded it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, she shredded every last bill. Well, that's one strategy, I guess. She just did not want to include them. I, I, that's, I, I, it I hadn't away. heard
1: that story. That's that's one of the stupider oh, things that I've ever heard of.
0: Incredible. One of the uh, ministers of, in the government said if the family could piece together some of the bills, they would republish or you know reprint. <laughs> <laughs> Can you wow. imagine that happening? That's amazing. She should have given it to a charity or, or oh, something, exactly. or or just yeah. exactly.
1: gone into a crowd and throwed bills on the floor or something right. like that, and, <laughs> and, and you know anything, but not to shred it. Oh, well. Spiteful Every, act. It is a spiteful act. Everybody has their own different version of estate planning. I guess that's not one that you would recommend, Mike. Uh, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, or if somebody's thinking of doing that, uh, you would volunteer to let them use <laughs> right. your, your shredder. shredder.
0: <laughs> Come Here, see us. I right? have just one.
1: <laughs> spend a lot of late nights on the floor piecing that's together funny. little right. pieces of money. <laughs> well, no, I hadn't heard that, Phil. That's, that's amazing. Well, uh, Charles Kettering once said, every time you tear a a leaf off a calendar, you present a new place for new ideas in progress. And that's what we want to do for 2016. We want to see everyone uh, do uh, an estate plan and get your own finances in order. And my little headset microphone is about to fall down my (laughs) neck.
0: (laughs) We'll get you a new one for the new year.
1: Rearrange my hairdo here. Uh, Phil, have you ever heard of the uh, famous writer and poet um, Rainier Maria Rilke? No. Uh, Absolutely famous writer. She once said, and now we welcome the new year full of things that have never been. Love that. So let's look at New Year's as being a time to do new things, new promises, new ideas. Mm -hmm. And we are very concerned to make sure that you protect your family, number one. That's our number one goal And I suspect it is for you as well, Mike. Right, of course. So, Mike, let's say somebody wants to um, come in and talk about estate planning or maybe have their will reviewed if they've done one in the past or their trust. How can they reach you? Uh, Well, you can call our office. Our phone number is
2: 508-998-8800. We also have a toll-free number, 800-406-0100. Uh, If you want to just learn more about what we do at Lance Law, you can visit our website at lancelawinc.com. So feel free to go on there and see what we do, or just contact the office to make an appointment if you want.
1: Good. I want to challenge our listeners with a couple of thoughts for the new year for 2016. And by the way, talking about family disputes, we're going to do a show um, in the next few weeks called Family Feuds. Because that there are many, be, many family feuds. be, be surprised. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. So anybody listening today, do you ever have a family feud? Or have you? is your next-door neighbor perhaps involved in a family feud where mm-hmm. family members don't speak to each other or do uh, unfortunate, hateful things to each other? We're going to talk about family feuds. It's a lot more common than you think. You oh, know, yeah. One of the things, Mike, I've always said, we're talking with Attorney Michael Coleman, is I don't think there's any such thing as a normal family. Everybody's got issues. Everybody. Oh, yeah, you certainly kind. see
2: that in estate planning yeah. more than anything. Yeah. yeah.
1: So you, you need to take a lot of notes when you meet with people, Mike, and, and write yeah. a novel or a series of novels.
2: <laughs> and now that the New Year's on us and the holidays have passed, that might be top of mind for everyone thinking mm-hmm. about family conflict.
1: Family well, when conflict,
0: when you, sure. When you think of the word resolution, it comes from the word resolved. <laughs> Is that a Greek word? <laughs> it should be. <laughs> So help resolve problems. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Your yep, no, that's a good connection. I want to give you a few summary rules for things to do about your finances. And then we're going to get into a little bit more in depth on this topic. So here's a couple of questions for you, ladies and gentlemen. What were your savings habits this past year? Did you have a habit of saving money? Did you save any money? Mm-hmm. Is it something you just keep putting off? So if you have a good saving habit about you, you're going to be in good financial shape. And then how financially responsible were you? And this goes to things like credit card debt, credit score, uh, paying your bills on time and things of that nature. And what condition are you in right now as far as debts are concerned? Unfortunately, in this country, the average credit card debt keeps going up. So it all goes to the question of, How financially responsible were you in 2015? And how financially responsible do you plan to be in 2016? So here's a quick summary of four main ideas, four main concepts uh, for improving your finances. And then we're gonna talk about these in the form of resolutions with a little bit more specificity. So here's some general resolutions. Number one, spend less. Number two, save more. Number three, set up a budget. And number four, invest in yourself. So four very general rules that we're going to get a little bit more specific about. So spend less obviously means uh, paying off debts, spending less money. It's a popular resolution. Um, Half of the resolutions deal with I'm going to get in shape and I'm going to lose weight. And the other half of the resolutions are I'm going to improve my finances. So we're going to tell you how to spend less, how to pay off credit card debt, We also wanna tell you about some ways in which you can save more. And one of the best ways you can do that is by making savings automatic. If you're working, for example, and you have any ability at all to have money put aside as a deduction from your paycheck, do it. Because then you don't have to think about it, it's automatic. And a lot of employers will um, allow you to do that. Uh, The third thing is set up a budget. And we're going to talk about that and exactly how to do a budget. You know, this is one thing, Phil, that during the course of the year we talk about so often, it's so important, it's estimated that less than half of the population does a budget. I can tell you from my own personal experience in my office that probably less than 10% of the people I see have ever done a budget. Sure. So ask yourself this question today, ladies and gentlemen, do you have a budget? If you don't, we have some good forms that we can give you. It's free. There's no obligation. Just give our office a call, 508-998-8858, and we're happy to send you a budget form, or we can email it to you. But this should be your number one resolution for finances in 2016, is to set a budget. And it's a lot easier than you think. It's just getting together all of your records, or take a look at your checkbook if you make uh, checks out, and figure out what are your most important expenses, and Start by just writing them down. We're going to talk about that. Then the last thing is invest in yourself. Uh, You've heard me say many times on the radio before, and you've heard other speakers say this, um, pay yourself first. Put something aside for yourself every single week. Uh, I met um, this past week with a young gentleman who's a former employee. Um, He's gone on to work for a university up in the Boston area right now doing social media, He's going to get his master's degree in social media work. Um, And I sat down with him. Um, His birthday is, uh, I think, this coming week, and he's only going to be 26 years old. And I sat down with him, and I said, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to mention his name on the radio. I said, I'm going to give you some fatherly advice. And I said, remember one thing about advice. You're going to get some free advice, and it's worth exactly what you pay for it. (laughs) But he actually listens to some of the things that I say. Mm-hmm. And I gave him some advice and I said, in your new job now, do you have a set aside for money? Can you pay money out and have it set aside into savings? And he said, yes, I'm putting aside 3% of my pay every week into a 403B plan. It's like an IRA. Okay. And I said, that's good. I said, um, can you afford to put aside more than 3%? And he said, well, I still have some student loans so it's a little bit tight. I said, well, try to increase it by even 1%. I said, does your employer match what you're doing? He said, no, not yet. I have to work there for a whole year first before they'll match it for me. And I said, what's the match? He said, they're going to match 6% of my pay when I do this. And I said, okay, so what happens when they match 6% of your pay? Are you going to also put in 6%? He says, yes, I figured I'd start and put aside 6% on my own, because that's how I could get the 6% match from them. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, this is a very important rule. If you work at a place where a company provides a match, you absolutely want to make enough of a contribution on your own that you're going to get the maximum match they will pay. Otherwise, you're just leaving money on the table. So he said when they do put up the match of 6%, he's going to increase his 403B contribution from 3% to 6%. I said that's great so here's a good idea for you I said why don't you increase it from 3% to 6% right now and you'll be ahead of the game and I said if you can do that every single week and um, do it faithfully and regularly when you go to retire you know at the age of 62 or 65 you will have a very comfortable retirement for yourself good so he listened good and nice. I said, you know, you're not you're not married or anything, but um, think about having a little bit of life insurance for yourself as well. Sure. So anyway, four simple rules: spend
0: less, save more, set up a budget, and invest in yourself. They wouldn't allow the astronauts of Apollo Eleven. They wouldn't uh, insure them with life insurance. Is that a risky uh, a risky mission?
1: <laughs> I hadn't heard of that, but I suspect they must have some special company plan. Mm. They they had
0: nothing. So what NASA had them do is autograph all of these photographs just in case they didn't return and the families could sell the autographed photos in lieu of an insurance plan. Wow, That sounds gruesome. Isn't it? (laughs) It does sound gruesome, but they didn't have life insurance.
1: Well, you know, Mike, you were talking earlier, Attorney Michael Coleman, about some famous people who did some planning. There are people who are worth actually more after they die. Sure. Uh, I think Michael Jackson was one of them, if I remember.
2: Well, yeah, his is an interesting story, actually. Um, he passed away, and his estate was valued by his executors at around $7 million. Um, the IRS was curious about this, so they came in, and they valued his estate at around $1 billion. Oh, my goodness.
1: Well, what does that entitle the government oh. to do? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so ultimately, the IRS oh. determined that he owed around $500 million in back taxes and $197 million in fines and penalties. So ultimately, what may happen is that the government could own rights to songs by the Beatles that no Michael kidding. Jackson owned. Yeah,
1: And again, if he had done proper estate planning... Right. All that could have been settled way back when, and any future appreciation and value would belong to the family right. and to his estate or his trust, yeah, that's, uh, and not to the government.
2: That was wow. a tough one. Yeah, I guess so.
1: <laughs> so, um, well, that sounds like some of the things that the IRS might do. I'd like it. to see the IRS... Moonwalking, for example, as <laughs> well, they're in, collecting five hundred million dollars. Can My, you
2: imagine how the Beatles would feel to know that the U.S. government is going to own the
0: rights to their songs? Michael Jackson case. This is not a thriller. No,
1: <laughs> no, it's a killer. <laughs> it's a killer. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, Phil. I like that one. <laughs> Did you ever hear Steven Spielberg? Yeah, of course. I what? mean, there's so many famous movies that he's made. Well, wow. Steven Spielberg said. All of us, every single year, we are a different person. I don't think we're the same person all of our lives. That's why we have to plan, that's why we have to do resolutions. Mm -hmm. So resolution number one today, ladies and gentlemen, is do you have a current will? Do you have a current trust? And if not, it's time to get it reviewed, and it's time to set up a meeting with somebody like Attorney Michael Coleman. Mike, Mm -hmm. what's your phone number? 508-998-8800.
2: If you want to call us toll-free, it's 800-406-0100.
1: I want to give you one other quick New Year's uh, quotation uh, by a gentleman named Cyril Cusack. I don't know who he is, unfortunately. If you were to ask me for my New Year resolution, it would be to find out who I am. That's good for all of us, isn't it, Phil?
0: find myself at this point in my life, yes.
1: But I think we do change every year, don't we? We become a different person every year. So I like to think of 2016 and every New Year's as a time to start something new or have new ideas and find certainly new ways to protect your family. So I want to come back to um, a budget for a second and talk about why doing a budget is such an important thing. By the way, if anybody is interested, I can give you a copy of something called Wallet Hubs 16 for 16, 16 financial resolutions for the new year. I'd be happy to send you a copy of this. Just uh, give us a call at USA Wealth Group, 508-998-8858. We're happy to send you copies of this. We also have some good information on uh, Social Security. We've talked about this before, Baby Boomer's Guide for Social Security. But um, let's talk a bit about uh, resolutions for financial planning and things that are important to do. Sure. Number one on my list has always been to do a budget. And when we do a budget, it's, like I said, make a strategic budget. Less than half of the population has done a budget. Um, and it can be, it has to be specific, not just I want to get out of debt, I want to pay off my credit cards, I want to save more money. You want to make it very specific when we're talking about a budget, for example. Right. We'll send you a form. Um, I wanna come back right after our break and talk about a quick list of 16 really important things to do for your finances. So please stay tuned, we'll be right back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to MoneyWise. Wise. And we like to think that every week we can give you some new ideas for how you can protect your family and how you can protect your money. And we want to see you make more money for 2016. We want to see yeah. you get out of debt. And, uh, Phil, do you make resolutions? I think I asked you this question once before.
0: What did I say last time? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be consistent.
1: <laughs> I do like to start out the beginning of the year thinking sure. about priorities yep. and setting financial priorities and and Mike. And we're here with Attorney Michael Coleman, in your case, setting legal priorities. So the first resolution we're going to offer today is get reacquainted with your finances and reassess your priorities. You bet. What's the most important thing for you to do in 2016 that will help you financially? Make a list. I like lists. Um, I recently read a book called The Checklist Manifesto. Very interesting thing, and I am... A great maker of
0: lists. Do you make lists, Phil? I do. To-do lists? I certainly do. Without it, I forget most, a lot of the the things I should remember. I can't keep it all in my head if I don't make a list. I don't either. By the way, there's a book I will buy for you as a New Year's gift. It's called The Book of Lists. The Book of Lists. It is so funny. Good. The lists in there are really very, very uh, humorous. Good, and I'd like to see that. Oh, yeah, you'd love it.
1: I just put a new app on my cell phone, by the way. It's called uh, The List App, The T H E L I S T. See? The List App. Um, I need to figure out how to use it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Call the grandchildren. <laughs> That's, That's true. Know.
1: But you see, one of my personal goals for 2016 is I want to get away from paper lists. And oh. this allows you to have numerous categories. Yeah. So if I have a list of for one person in my office to do certain things... I want it in my cell phone or my iPad so I can sit down and put things in and take things out when,
0: See, when I they're have done. A, I have a little investment in the Post-it company, 3M, so I'd, I, I'll go with the old Post-it notes <laughs> still. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just an old dinosaur. Well, Phil, how
1: can, you, how can you see your face to shave in the morning if you've got Post-it notes all over the mirror?
0: <laughs> Celeste has them all the time, Ray. <laughs> don't forget. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Actually, a long time ago, my, uh, my mother-in-law did something like that. When she realized that her health was failing, yeah. she wanted to make sure that certain things were going to go to certain people in the family. And she had pinned little notes on items of furniture and oh things like my that. It's
2: interesting. There's that a better way to
1: do it, isn't it, Michael? Yeah, <laughs> you could do a will maybe. But that's one way to do it. Post note will. Oh, boy. Oh, dear. Well, we're not making that as a recommendation. But, <laughs> but do sit down and make a quick list of what are your priorities. Right. And I, I tell people in my office this sometimes. I say, make a list of all the possible things we could do in this category. And then we'll review it, and then we'll prioritize it. So if there's 10 different things you think you would like to do in 2016 for finances, write them all down, and then rewrite it by what's most realistic that you can do and what's the most important priority. If it's mm-hmm. to pay off credit card debt, one of my family members has a goal. they're Trying to pay off all their credit cards, sure. and they're making extra payments every month. Um, that's, if that's an important goal for you, make that your number one goal. Um, if it's to check your credit score every month. That's an important goal. And there are credit monitoring services you can use that are totally free that will give you your monthly credit report. One of them is called Wallet Hub W-A-L-L-E-T-H-U-B. They have a 100% free credit monitoring thing you can do yeah. because you need to know what your credit score is. Um, that impacts the interest you pay if you have to buy a car mm-hmm. or uh, if you're going to purchase a house, for example. Um, speaking of buying a house, if that's one of your goals, put that down. You know, One of my financial goals in 2016 is I want to buy a house. But um, make your list. The budget. I want to come back to the budget. The budget is such a critical piece of this. If you don't know where your money is going, how can you possibly save money? And you need to write it down. I think Congress... You know, we, we say we have a congressional budget, but I'm not sure we really do.
0: When was the last time they balanced it? Oh, my gosh. Mm. It has to be back in the 90s. Well,
1: right now we have an $18.4 trillion budget deficit, and we can't run our houses like that. Mm. But make a strategic budget. Um, it's real important. Here's the best way to do it. Get together all of your bills from the past couple of months. Find out what are recurring expenses that occur every month. So if you have a rent payment to make, You have a mortgage payment to make that's you know typically number one Uh, housing cost car payments uh, payments on credit card bills and then obviously food you have to put down what are you actually spending for food Mm -hmm. and and it has to be very specific dollar amount Um, anybody who comes to see me I don't like to work with them unless they're willing to take my budget form and fill it out because if we're talking about retirement planning I need to know what is your income right now What's your income going to be in retirement? And what is your budget? Because your budget typically is not going to change. So you have to make this in writing. Another thing you can do is you can use a bucket approach. It's a personal financial technique for keeping track of uh, where your money gets spent. Um, But budget, budget, budget. Uh, We'll send you a form. Give us a call, 508 998 8858. We'll send you, we've got two or three different forms of budgets you can use. Happy to do that.
2: One of the things I was sort of wondering is how, when
1: you're setting goals,
2: how important is it to set really realistic goals?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, don't say, you know, I'm going to make $100,000 this year if there's no way you can possibly right. do it. Make it realistic. But if you can, instead of spending the minimum on your credit card balance, which you never want to do, right. it takes 17 years to pay it off, you pay the minimum amount on your credit card takes about 17 to 18 years to pay that balance off. Um, Make it very specific. If you have one credit card that has a $3,000 balance and your minimum is $100 a month, then make it your goal that you're gonna spend $150 a month. You're gonna spend an extra $50 and make it specific. But yes, it has to be realistic.
2: I was thinking about going back to the gym example, if someone sets a goal of losing 20 pounds in a month.
1: That happens to be my goal, (laughs) but not in a month. (laughs)
2: <laughs> no. I mean, they get, just get discouraged. They can't keep up with it, and then eventually they just let it go. So I think that's important in the financial
0: area. And It's interesting that Mike yep, brings this up because yeah. Oprah Winfrey just came out with a series of new advertisements for Weight Watchers. Yeah, she bought 10% of it, but still, it's a very emotional commercial, mm-hmm. and it is connecting with people mm-hmm. who are just like what you're describing now. Yeah. So, you know. yeah, it's important to be realistic. Yeah, I
1: think. yeah, you have to be realistic. And um, I know my own personal goal is I'll, I'll never get back to the weight that I was when I went to uh, Marine Corps boot camp at the age of nineteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I weighed one hundred and fifty pounds, and oh. I'll never see that again in my <laughs> lifetime. <laughs> but I wouldn't want to be that thin. I was no, I was no, really very no, thin, thin no, at that point no, in time. No, that's too thin. Now I'm more mature and healthy looking. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> See, i got everybody agreeing with me. All two people in this room with me. (laughs) Listen, I want to recommend a book to people, and I have no personal stake in this, but I've mentioned this once before. Tony Robbins, who's a big motivational speaker, has written an outstanding book. You can buy it at BJ's for $15.79. I'm sure they sell it at Barnes & Noble or online. It's called Money, Master the Game uh, by Tony Robbins. Money, Master the Game. Seven Steps to Financial Freedom. Mm -hmm. It's very thorough. It's easy to read. Uh, It's a long book. It'll take you a while to get through it. But again, realistic goals. Read a chapter a day or something Mm -hmm. like that. What Um, what did you get out of that? um, Basically that there's some safe ways that you can make money. Uh, We do a lot with index products and indexed annuities, for example. And he's got a whole chapter in there devoted with uh, just to the subject of indexed annuities, uh, it's a good way for people to make money without risking principal, as an example. right. And sometimes it's a it's a much better alternative to bank accounts, which right now are paying nothing still, oh, terrible. and without having the risk of being involved in the stock market. Right. So that particular investment strategy is not for everybody, but it ought to be at least a part of a lot of people's portfolio. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Anyway, a lot of good things about setting goals, setting realistic goals, mm-hmm. having a budget. Um, I just highly recommend it to anybody. It's, it's money. probably the best book on money that I've ever uh, read, and I'm happy to recommend it. Tony Robbins' Money, Master the Game. Mm-hmm. So take a look at that. If you forget the name of it, ask my office for it sometime. There we'll be happy know. to give you the name of it. Um, make things as automatic as possible. If you can have payments made um, directly de- deducted from your bank account, for example, then you're not going to be late in making your payments. Or if you go away for a weekend and you forget to make a bill payment. So if you can automate things as much as possible, that's going to make your life easier financially. Mm-hmm. It'll help you save money faster. Again, if you can have a $25 taken out of your paycheck every week and go into a savings account, um, by all means do that. Building emergency funds, um, you've heard that many, many times, not only from me, but other commentators as well, um, 56% of Americans, it's estimated, do not have any kind of a rainy day fund or any kind of savings. That means only 40% do, and um, you ought to have at least six months of living expenses put aside if you can afford it. And I understand that you know most of the people listening to this show probably are doing what a lot of wealthy people are doing these days. They're living from week to week to week, from check to check to check. And it's unfortunately how most people live and most people have to live. But if you can take even a small amount every week, whether it's $10 or $25 or $50 if you can afford it and put it aside, then if you have an emergency or if you have a layoff or if you have a medical problem, you're going to be able to survive for a little while. Um, Number seven, get out of debt. Uh, Debt is still uh, crunching um, this country. Too many people have too much debt. The amount of average credit card debt goes up every year. Right now it's around $9,000 a year, uh, $9,000 total roughly, that uh, everybody in this country has. And most people just simply can't afford it. Uh, We've had people come to my office who've listened to the show and I don't know what they come in for. They, if they're looking for investment uh, recommendations or if they're looking for help with um, figuring out their retirement needs or Social Security. But we have a number of people who come in who just are buried with credit card debt and we'll help them work out a plan. And we don't charge for that, by the way. Oh, great. Um, it's It's helping people. It's a good thing to do. And my strategy, my goal is that eventually if I can help these people solve their credit card problems and their financial problems, then eventually they're going to be able to start saving money and we can help them with retirement needs.
0: Let's add to that. If some listeners come into your office and see you, Ray, before April 15th, before they have to you know, give the government taxes, mm-hmm. are there any monies that you can help them save?
1: Sure. Even in 2016, for example, if you have money that maybe you get a tax refund from last year Um, and you want to put money aside for retirement purposes for 2016, um, you can put money as long as you have to have not filed your tax return yet for 2015, but you can still make an IRA or retirement account contribution in 2016 that will count towards 2015 Beautiful. as a deduction on your income tax. So if you happen to have a little bit of extra money in 2016 and you want to get a further deduction and put money into retirement, you can still do that up until the time you file your tax return. But you got to do it before you file your tax return. Here's something interesting I just found out. Let's say you turn 65 on January 1st. Okay. For uh, income tax purposes, you are now an elderly person. Now, although you turn 65 on January 1st, 2016, yeah. you can claim an extra exemption for elderly on your 2015 tax return. I don't know why, but the government says basically you actually have turned 65 on the day before January 1st. So now you get an extra deduction. So if your birthday is on January 1st and you turn 65, you get an extra exemption on your income tax for 2015. Hmm. Little quirk.
0: Yeah, I like that.
1: Mark Twain once said, by the way, never put off till tomorrow what you can do the day after tomorrow. Now that's called procrastination. We don't want people to procrastinate, do no, we, Mike? No, not at all. <laughs> no, we want people to say, you know what? This is the year I really want to get my estate plan reviewed, mm-hmm. and call attorney Michael Coleman Let's at five zero
2: eight nine nine eight 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 zero zero, or you can call us toll free at eight hundred four zero six zero one zero zero. And I just wanted to say, as an aside, uh, the young man that you were talking about before—yes, his birthday is January first. Oh, is it really? Yeah.
1: Well, I have to tell him when he's 65, he gets... (laughs) I think he
2: was the first uh, of the year on January 1st. I didn't know that. that, Yeah,
1: That's great. I would have roused him if I had known that yesterday (laughs) or the day before when I saw him. Um, You know, there's lots of good resolutions we can make, some for financial, some for health. I wonder how many people smoking would like to give up
0: smoking. A lot, sure.
1: Well, Mark Twain once said, giving up smoking is the easiest thing in the world. I know because I've done it thousands of times. <laughs>
0: That's right. <laughs> so Just make a, ask him.
1: <laughs> make a resolution that will stick. Right. Right. Mike?
2: Exactly. And if you're going to try and do that, don't do it cold turkey. You know. Right. That's another thing. Yeah. Make a realistic.
1: Right. Goal. Let's talk about um, some other wealthy people who did stupid things okay. and didn't do.
2: There was a man named. Uh, correct me if I'm not pronouncing this right, but Joe Roby or Robbie, the owner of the Miami Dolphins. Sure, Um, He passed away, and his estate was uh, valued at around $45 million. And unfortunately, he didn't plan correctly, so his family actually ended up having to sell the team um, to pay the the IRS. So that was a huge part of his legacy. If he had planned correctly, he could have kept the team. His family could have kept the team. And this was a team that went undefeated in the 1972-73 season. So it was a good team back then. What a
1: story! I also know that the uh, the fellow who wrote the "Girl with the Dragon Tattoo," a uh, very famous book, and uh, Stieg Larsson. Uh, I'm not sure if he was Swedish or Norwegian. I think he was Swedish, wasn't he? I think so. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he died with a very large estate, also uh, worth about forty million dollars, and. Um, what did he do? He left everything to his girlfriend, I guess. He had a girlfriend for thirty years.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. He left it all to his girlfriend, and I guess his family ended up fighting with her over everything.
0: Now, earlier this uh, this program, you were saying that in future programs you're going to be talking about these family dis- feuds. Yeah. Family
1: feuds are very significant. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? It's almost always about the money.
0: Always. Yeah. Always. And if you do have
2: a will or a trust, we insert no contest clauses into our wills. So that's something if uh, one of the children wants to come along and contest the will, and they're unsuccessful, then they get written out. So that's an incentive not to do
1: that. That was wow. a very good segue, Michael. I like wow. that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever hear of the expression, uh, the love of money is the root of all evil? Yes. It comes from the Bible, by the yes. way. Mm-hmm. So uh, Mark Twain wrote, The lack of money is the root of all evil. (laughs) (laughs) That's what family feuds are all about. Uh Well, let me come back and give you a couple of remaining points on my 16-point checklist for improving your finances and resolutions. Improve your credit score. You can absolutely improve your credit score. So here's a real quick one, and actually a banker taught me this one as well. You can add 50 to 100 points your credit score takes about 60 days if you take your credit cards and pay them down so that the balances on your credit card are below 50% of the total available credit. Mm. So let's say you have a credit card that uh, allows you to charge up to $3,000 okay. and you have a $2,000 balance on it, if you simply pay it down to below $1,500, half of what your available credit is, that's going to pop your credit score up by 50 to 100 points. My goodness. Wow. So one of your objectives should be, if you've got more than one credit card, and most people do, uh, whether it's a store credit or a, a charge credit like a Visa or a MasterCard, get all your balances down below 50% of what the total available credit is, and it's going to pop your credit score way up.
0: That's the first time I've ever heard that. That's yep. awesome. Yeah. Yep. Maybe a
2: good strategy would be to think that your limit is half of the actual limit, so you never go over
0: that.
1: Yeah, it is. And then, as we've talked about before, you can freeze your credit cards.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't taste too good in my uh, ice water over the holidays. <laughs> I saw Mastercard floating around there. So what is this? Huh? <laughs> See, oh, that's Ray Lance. He told me to. Freeze my uh, credit cards. Yeah, you
1: truly do this. We've Not everybody <laughs> will have heard this. You take your credit cards that you don't want to use and be tempted to use, and you put them in a plastic container and fill it with water and put it in your freezer. Wow. And now in order to use your credit card, you have to take it out and chip away the ice. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, it works.
1: It's actually a technique. Yeah. But don't destroy your credit cards, by the way. And don't don't cancel the accounts because that lowers your score because now you have less available credit. Mm-hmm. So save a lot more money is my next point than you would normally. Save money, save money, save money. Right. I don't care if it's $10, $25, $50 a week. Everybody should be able to put something aside. That's
0: right. Absolutely.
1: Give back to charity. Yeah, Give back to charity. Now, uh, charitable giving is is really, you know, a question of self-perception Um, You get tax benefits, if you itemize your deductions, you can deduct donations to charity. We are a very uh, beneficial, charitable country when it comes to giving money. We give a lot of money out to charities. Um, But it has a lot of important impacts. Number one, it helps people. Uh, Number two, it makes you feel better about yourself when you give to charity. It creates positive psychological benefits to you when you give something to charity, whether it's a church or whether it's uh, Toys for Tots, which we just had a very successful Toys for Tots campaign mm-hmm. the end of the year. Uh, whether it's um, you know quarters across the park or any of the programs that this station supports as well, giving to charity is a very, very important thing to do.
2: And are there I, financial benefits to you to give anything to charity?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, um, it, it gives you tax deductions. Uh, if you make a cash contribution to charity, you have to have a record. You have to be able to prove that you gave the donation. Um, you can deduct the amount up to 50% of your adjusted gross income. Hmm. So um, very important to, to do that. Uh, next point, do your taxes early. Um, you may not want to file right away, but do your taxes early in the year as soon as you get your 1099s or your W-2s so you know are you going to get a refund? Because if you're going to get a refund, you certainly want to file early. Right. Or if you have to pay some money, then you want to wait until April 10th right. and, and do it then. Right. So you'll have more use of your money in the meantime. So do your taxes early because at least it'll give you an idea of what's going on. And um, it's the best way to avoid you know, mistakes and so forth. So do your taxes early. Uh, number 12 on my list is Make financial literacy a family priority. Mm-hmm. We don't teach our fil- our families enough about money. Um, I know my own two grandsons, two of my grandsons, who are old enough to be able to speak, have small bank accounts. Good. And when they get money as a birthday gift or a holiday gift or something of that nature or they earn some money, uh, they're taught not to just go spend the money but to go put it in the bank. Right. And when they want to go buy something, now they can have saved something up. So it teaches them about banking. It teaches them financial literacy. Uh, This is a really important one, and nobody does it. We're going to have a whole show on cybersecurity before long. Change your email password every three months. We have so many examples. I mean, it's it's almost become commonplace on the news. We don't even listen anymore and they talk about, you know, somebody's credit cards were hacked or somebody's accounts were hacked. You bet. And then, uh, Michael, what we we're talking about is a shoot for top physical and financial fitness. Right. Mm-hmm. Join a gym or go back to a gym or do something, do anything to exercise. Yeah,
2: exercise is great. It makes you feel like you're more in control of your life. If you feel like you're in control of your health, it might mm-hmm. make you feel like you're in control of other aspects of yeah. your life as well.
0: That makes a lot of sense. But yeah.
1: make some resolutions. We're happy to share information to you. Mark Twain also said the secret of getting ahead is getting started. And that's what we have to do in 2016. And I'm going to conclude my quotations for today with uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson. He said, write it on your heart that every day is the best day in the year.
0: Isn't that awesome?
1: He had amazing quotations. I was surprised when I looked him up. Um, Well, I might as well give you one more. Okay. (laughs) This is for the ladies in the audience. Yes. This is Ralph Waldo Emerson. The age of a woman doesn't mean a thing. The best tunes are played on the oldest fiddles. <laughs> I love it. I'll give you this so you can bring it home and entertain your wife. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. We are now in 2016. Do something for yourself, do something for your family. Go see attorney Michael Coleman. Mike, give us your address again.
2: Sure. It's uh, lancelawinc.com. So if you want to learn more about what we do, uh, you can visit our website. You can also call us at 508-998-8800 or our toll-free number at 800-406-0100.
1: Get started, write it down, make some resolutions. Thank you for listening.